you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football, presented by NerdWallet. Jason is dancing. We are live in New York City. It is Tuesday, August 9th. My name is Jamie Erdahl. He is a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. That is Kyle Brandt. That is Peter Schrager. I just realized why we say Peter and Kyle's name before that, because it sounds weird calling you Super Bowl champion, and then there's just Peter and Kyle. (laughs) I remember last week it was Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty, NFL insider, uh, Mike, uh, yeah, Garfalo, and Kyle Brandt. No title, no nothing. That's fine. I kind of like it that way. So I... They put it in there for a reason because that did. I just felt yeah. terrible. I feel like you just totally took them down. I wasn't. It's like seven oh seven oh oh fifty three, and you're already like I'm better <laughs> than you guys. Seven oh oh fifty three. Well, you said it, not me. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I never went zero oh sixteen though. Okay. So hey! I never, never did. Oh, man. <laughs> me neither. That's that blocked out. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. It's time for the lead. Good morning, Browns fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NFL Network is at training camps all around the country, including Oxnard, California, where the Cowboys are putting in work ahead of their game on Saturday night against the Broncos live here on NFL Network. You can catch it. Um, Jerry Jones was kind enough to swing by the set and talk to Rhett Lewis, Brian Baldier, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero about that early exit for Dallas in the playoffs last season. Boy, we were healthy going in that playoff. That's what makes that so bitter in Mm. our mouth is to have it all right there ready to go and then not get it done at the end. So what are we going to do differently here? We're going to be more physical all year long Mm -hmm. than we were all year long last year because we had early parts of the year to where it was clicking so good for us in our passing game Mm -hmm. and just uh, really really had the numbers going for you but they won't let you do that when you get to the playoffs. right they just won't let you do it that front san francisco brought to you and so (laughs) having said that uh, we're going to try and uh, be ready for that by playing like that uh, more in the regular season 
So, rightfully so, Mr. Jones wants to be prepared for the postseason. Um, especially if you look at the numbers over the last 25 years or so. My goodness. So not what you expect when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Also, we were trying to figure out the parallel to that conversation. It's like if Nate Burleson just like walked in and you're like, oh my God, give him a microphone. Get him. And he's just going to stand over us and, and talk. Is that the same? Yeah, pretty That's much. Yeah. Um, Nate will have a mic. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. he brought his own. Right, right. Um, so, speaking of the Cowboys, um, what has to be different? How can this season be different for the Cowboys? Yeah, for me, I mean, Jerry said it. He said, be more physical. Like, for them, you got to run the ball. That's how you show physicality. Running the ball, stopping the run, and the kicking game. And if we look at right here, we'll put up a full screen of Dallas's six losses last year, including the playoffs. Where they fell off was running the ball. Look at the attempts per game. 32 down to 18 in the games that they lost. That is startling. 14 touchdowns compared to two. And the 12 wins compared to the six losses. And the playoff game, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard combined for three catches for 12 yards, mm-hmm. 16 rushes for 45 yards. We said <laughs> it yesterday. People. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about how to make it right. It's uh-huh. like the husband saying, hey, I'm going to cut the grass, honey, on Saturday. Uh-huh. Saturday comes, the guys want to go watch sports, grab a beer. Uh-huh. Then Sunday comes, hits church. Then he wants to play 18 holes of golf. <laughs> the weekend's off. over and the grass still isn't cut. Come nope. on, What'd man. you say yesterday? Actions like speak, speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, establish the run game, be physical. Which we need to win. Oprah would be so proud of us. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so. And here's the, here's, here's the secret. If you want the what, Oprah. What's the secret? Uh-oh. Here's what's the secret. secret? Uh-oh. Um, yeah. I don't think it's any secret that Mike McCarthy like needs to win now. Like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He needs to win. And this is not a team that's looking for the long term. Like in that building, every year it matters, but more this year than ever, I feel like there's a pressure to get the job done. And I look at the highest paid player on their roster, and at some point, we. It, Uh, Is Dak one of the greats? Is Dak one of those guys? Because we've seen Mahomes carry teams. We've seen Josh Allen carry teams. Dak has done it in spots, but in the biggest game of the year last year, they fell behind, and Dak had this ferocious comeback, and of course the final play and what have you, but like that was not a a game where Dak Prescott's putting in his Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. So I, I need a Dak Prescott to be even better than he was last year and overcome some of those inefficiencies that they have. They lose Amari Cooper. They lose, you know, Randy Gregory on defense. They're going to be losing Lyle Collins this year. There's a lot of things that are not as good as last year's team on paper. Dak has to be even better. He's got to overcompensate, and he's got to be the guy. They pay him like he's one of the guys. He's had moments where he's one of the guys. But with the pressure going on into this season, with Mike McCarthy's job, with the entire Cowboy Nation wondering, and with Jerry obviously hovering from above, as we <laughs> saw on that interview, um, Dak Prescott, we know you got And, like, my, I've always said this with Dak. People are like, hey, you know, Dak, is he any better than Kirk Cousins? Is he any better than Alex Smith? You ask around the league, like, coaches look at Dak that way. They mm-hmm. do. They're like, when Dak Prescott walks in a room, everyone listens. And Dak Prescott has the arm. And he's in great shape. All right, stack it together and do it in the playoffs, and let's get it done. And Dak Prescott, be one of those elite guys where we are talking about you with Lamar and with Mahomes and with Josh Allen so that you're not in the second tier or even third tier that sometimes you're grouped in. Number one offense in the NFL last year. Mm -hmm. In a home playoff game, they scored 17 points. And on the last play of the game, Dak walks into a sliding glass door. That's why we're here. And this is perfect of my exasperation with the Dallas Cowboys and their coverage on this show and others. We start the show with just a a Mad Libs generic quote from Jerry Jones. That There's nothing about that quote that identifies it as this team. It could be any team for the last 15, 20 years of the Dallas Cowboys. And so could this Cowboys team. You have... 
a very famous quarterback who's very good, but like not one of the great ones. You have a famous wide receiver with a really cool name. You got a couple defensive stars, a head coach who gets pecked at, and the owner who's just talking and talking and talking. Um, and this is why it bothers me, because 32 teams in camp, and we're like, can the Cowboys, I guess, will they? Because what always, what always grinds my gears is, is this, this BS sentiment that is attached to the Dallas Cowboys about, we're all about Super Bowls. No, you're not. <laughs> the last time they were in a Super Bowl, Diana Ross was the halftime show. Hmm. The last time the Cowboys were in a Super Bowl, on the radio call, was Jack Buck and Hank Stram. That's the last time. They played the Steelers in that Super Bowl. Since then, the Steelers, who are about Super Bowls, have been back three times. In that time, the Cowboys, the Super Bowl Cowboys, have won three total playoff games, um, meaning the Cowboys are one of just six teams in the whole league in that time to not even make it to a conference title game. The Jaguars have been to one. The Bears have been to one. The Panthers have been to one. Uh, it's just, uh, will it be different? It's Groundhog Team to me every single time. You've compared them to vodka soda in the past. Have I? You I have. I don't remember. And saying that, like, it's always there. It's intoxicated by, like... <laughs> it, at the end of the day, is anyone like vodka soda was what you've called it that? It really gets me times. going. And it's it, like you put a lime in it, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's just two other teams in their own division have been to multiple Super Bowls. It, I think the Eagles and Giants have been to yeah. five. So we're sitting here, 2022, it's 7:07 a.m. on whatever day it is today, Tuesday, and it's like Jerry says we gotta do better this year. Give me any evidence that they will. They're gonna win the whole thing. They're gonna get to they just it's nothing personal. It's just I, I serve the audience here, and I still think there's this adoration of the Cowboys as this beautiful American storyline that goes back to Emmett Smith, who is now 53 years old, and like my parents. And look, there's 31 other teams, and I think they probably got a better shot. So good luck, Cowboys. But like, I, I just go by the facts. I think the facts their owner likes it that we're talking say, about them right now. Facts. We yeah. should stop. It's Follow the, that. It's this. I, I can't. I really shouldn't. I should have gone. <laughs> no, go on. Kyle. Um, Really, it's the solution for any team, and it's something I've learned over the years with the various analysts that I've worked with, which is balance wins games. And you can talk about the run game, you can talk about Dak being great, but how does Dak? How is Dak great with C.D. Lamb? So you have to have a balanced run game, a balanced game through the air. But last year, the Super Bowl winning team threw the ball sixty percent of the time. Mm. The Rams were sixty percent in the air offensive team. So C.D. Lamb needs to step up and be the guy. We know what Dak can be. We know what Zeke can be. But can C.D. Lamb step up and be a top five guy? These categories, he's out of the top 15 in these categories that he needs to lead. You know, he has had the pedigree. He has the name, as Kyle said. And now he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And he can make a name for himself on Thanksgiving. He can make a name for himself in January. But balance is key to win games down the stretch. And we know the other guys have it, but does C.D. Lamb have it? Mm -hmm. That's the only way it can be different. But it's a good point, Kyle. Man, I didn't even think about it that way. Mm. We could, Most people don't. We, we could say well, it's, it's, it's this, this equation about any team that has been adequate over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. The Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. The, they're always the one that come to mind. But like, but like, And it's just, why is it the same? Why does it lead the show? Because it's that guy is who it, was hovering over yeah? them. The cult of Jerry, the cult of personality, it's real. Like It's intoxicating. What's he going to say next? Is he going to call Jimmy Johnson out? Is he going to say that he's been sniveling? Is he going to make some strange analogy that we're all giggling at? He's still the, one of the most powerful voices in our game, yeah. and he wants to win so badly, and yet it's I think he's him. compelling, but I don't think his team is, really, you know? 
Like, is CD, Des Bryant was the same guy, same number, same deal. Like, it just didn't get it done. Ezekiel Elliott maybe has the worst contract in all of football. And he has that contract because Jerry Jones, the guy that we love, said, I got to have Zeke here and I got to yeah. sell jerseys. I'm going to jump in the kettle. It's a t- he makes 30 million bucks this year. And he's like the 24th best running back in the league, maybe, including the second best on the Cowboys. So it's great. I love Jerry, too. I love you, Mr. Jones. The, the team doesn't win. <laughs> we, we've talked about the NFC and we've said the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big gap. Yeah. We have not said the Cowboys. In that no, so you don't feel that way. Well, no, yesterday, even I remember saying we were talking about the Giants. Like, you're the Giants. Get a quarterback that mm-hmm, deserves mm-hmm. of the Giants. And now we're talking about the Cowboys. You're the Cowboys. Get people that are deserving of the Cowboys. Yet, how is this all in the same division and the same? It's wild. Yeah. And look, Cowboys win. They, they yeah. win a lot. They win during the regular season. Yeah. 12, games and they just cut, 12 games is an amazing season. But just, uh, it, yeah. it usually ends up the wrong way. It, and not usually, it always ends up the wrong way. And it's it's Groundhog Team. Love I'd love it if it was different. I'd love to have a different conversation. But well, here me. we are. Make me. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, it's Tuesday. We do a game called We In or We Out, and it's as followed. I say a statement. My co-hosts tell me if they're in or they're out. Mm-hmm. The Giants finished in last place last year with a 4-13 and record in 2021. On Monday, they had a spirited, all-out brawl, bench-clearing, offense versus defense at practice. Kind of like the fire. Mm-hmm. An old-fashioned offense versus defense training camp brouhaha like the old days. <laughs> The statement is, one of those can be a good thing for a long-struggling team that fans are looking for a little fire out of. We in or we out, Jason, our ex-player, who I'm sure has been in a few of these. Good thing or bad thing? I'm I'm out on it. Like, this isn't... Hope, oh, we had a brawl. Now we're going to start winning games. I'm okay with training camp fights and everything, but it doesn't equate 
to wins. My first two years in the league, Jeff Fisher was our coach. We had many, many, many training camp fights, which led to a lot of 15-yard personal foul penalties during the season. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't make the playoffs. We won 14 games in those two seasons. So the training camp fights mm. did not help us in the win column. I mean, it's nice to see the competitive juice. Is it nice? Like, you hear that, that and you're like, you get excited, like, okay, as a player. Well, especially fans especially, are loving it. They're like, oh, especially this is great. At this, point, at this point in training camp, you're just, uh, Peter, I'm tired of going against you. We've been going yeah. against each other all. Mm. I yeah. want to hit somebody else. So that's why the preseason games start to roll around. So, yeah, at this point, training camp, oh, it's nice. But I wouldn't have hope. Like, oh, yeah, we're struggling. We're going to be better this year. Mm. We're fighting in practice. Like, mm. no, it's not giving you all that. Yeah, I want to put my fan hat on and say I love it. Just give me all the pushing and the shoving. Like, and that's exactly it. It's like they're sick of hitting each other, which yeah. is what I want out of a, if I'm a fan of any team and if I am a fan of the Giants. And, like, those guys are tired of shoving each other, tackling each other, or maybe easing up on guys that they don't really want to ease up on because mm-hmm. they're kind of driving each other crazy at training camp. Like, yeah, it's August. You're in New York. It is hot. It's mm-hmm. 80s here right now. <laughs> they're they're pissed. They're shoving each other. I'm in. Just just more training camp brawls, but don't get punched in the face for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's, that's you, have, uh, you have details with the principals involved or anything. What's going on? Yeah. Add Bobby Johnson, our offensive line coach, oh, got involved. Coach. I mean, coach. One of the yeah. If it's for personal reasons, that is different. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're just shoving to shove. My, for, my, for me, it's a question of timing. Like the John um, Feliciano dragging John Feliciano. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, 33 days from their first game. It's a little too far out. For Mm. me, from an observational Mm. standpoint and a very modest personal standpoint, the ones that I like are when it's like rivalry week or you got a big game coming up and you set the tone that week, like on Wednesday for the NFL or like Monday in college. And first drill, first thing you go at and be like, this is a different kind of week. We're going to, like, we got the Steelers this week or the Ravens. This is uh, a month out from their opener against the Titans. Like, that that doesn't work in (laughs) my formula. So don't love it now. I mean, I like watching. Watching it because you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I love it for the team necessarily. <laughs> yeah, fans were in a fervor. Jason, I'll turn it back to you on this. Um, is there stuff that happens after? Like, okay, so they do that. You had all the fans at practice. Everyone's yeah. tweeting. Got Jordan Renan tweeting like live play-by-play updates. Like it's a thriller fight or something. Like you've got it all going on, and then. You get back in the locker room, like, is everyone just like, hey, that was good theater? Or is it, or is there actually tension? But if, if it if it was all, like, nothing was personal, it was just a matter of, like, the moment got big, then you come in, you laugh, like, you're literally going to be laughing about it. Yo, did you see him drag Feliciano down? Mm. Bobby Johnson got in the fight, yeah. he pushed mm. me. I was about to beat, like, those are the type of conversations that go on. It doesn't drag out unless there's, like, something personal going Seriously? on. Sure. Then it's like, all right, we got to have a, a, a kind of a, a little meeting, like, bring the, <laughs> bring the responsible parties in, have somebody mediate but if not like you get in the locker room you're laughing about it have you ever had to mediate something like that no no, but i've I've heard rumors about it around the league oh man i've heard rumors love to be that guy i like that wink martindale's the defensive coordinator of the giants i think he probably had something to do with that i think a little bit of needling let's go let's put it that way maybe it'll be different right yeah a little fire that'd be nice Yesterday, James Palmer and Steve Mariucci joined our show. They're yeah. reporting live from Chiefs training camp. And before they told us about the Chiefs offense and what Nick Bolton's going to do on defense, they were very, 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 very happy to tell us that they had been eating a lot in Kansas City so far. Take a listen to this dialogue. We had barbecue. We had pizza. We had 11 lemonades, apparently. Yes, we ate uh, dinner last twice. night. Yeah. <laughs> we're off the rails already. Yeah, I have also heard that they were rolling around in a red convertible. No joke. What? That came from one of my chief sources. The two of them were rolling into camp in a red convertible. Palmer and Mary G. It sounds like an incredible movie. Like MacGruber? Like MacGruber. (laughs) Uh, What the hell? The statement is this, though. It's very important. 
Pizza is a treat that can be enjoyed at any time of the night, even after dinner. Mm -hmm. We in or we out. Jamie, let's well, start Well, that with was you. the clarification. When we heard the story in the break before they said it in the segment, it was they, <laughs> they had gone to dinner themselves, and then someone invited them to pizza, and they felt obligated to go do that, too, which is why they mm. had the second dinner. Um, but I am so far in on pizza <laughs> at any time of day. It's like that Friends episode where um, Rachel makes an atrocious trifle, and she puts beef in it, and Joey is just saying... Joey's the only one that likes it. And Joey's like, beef? Good. Mm. Onions? Good. Mm. Jam? Good. Like, that's how I feel about pizza. <laughs> Crust? Good. <laughs> Cheese? Great. Sauce? I, I, literally, it could be cold. It could be 2 a.m. It could be 5 p.m. Like, I'll eat any pizza. I don't. I have no. I have no stigma or snottiness about pizza. I literally eat it anytime. You love everything about. I pizza. I love everything about it. Like that little table that holds the box up in the yep. middle. Good. <laughs> Good. Everything about it. <laughs> little dippy <laughs> sauce. Good. Kyle's Chicago. I'm New Jersey. Yeah. We have debated the deep oh. dish. For, mm. This is a pretty cliched conversation, but really? you guys are you guys are new yeah. to our show. Yeah. What style of pizza are Jamie and Jason eating if we all go out to the pizzeria? Um, well, if I had to pick, I would go Detroit style pizza. Wow. With Detroit the corners. Yeah. With the corners and like the, the seasoned crust. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys are yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it, but yeah. I'm going New York style. You fold a pizza in half, like yeah. that that is just northeast thing. Like that's what we do. Yeah. So yeah. Right. For I'm sure. a deep dish guy. <laughs> deep dish is cool. Listen, Alan Robinson, the receiver, is from Detroit. He's with the Bears for a while. He admitted while he's with the Bears that he likes Detroit style better in Chicago. I think it's part of the reason with the Rams right now. And now he's in a great pizza town in LA. <laughs> Um, uh, so let me get this straight. Yeah. The two gentlemen this is, this is ate real. a Kansas City barbecue dinner mm -hmm. and then had like, pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gorged themselves with yeah. ribs yeah. and yeah. brisket. That's disgusting. That's I'm, disgusting. Out. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I love pizza as much as the next guy, obviously. There, there's no part of you after you have burnt ends and brisket and all the like, you know, I could go for some more salt and pork. <laughs> Give me a pepperoni. That's disgusting. There are a lot of things about pizza that are not true. Like, it's good anytime. The whole oh. thing about, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's good at after barbecue, for example. I like it in the morning, but, like, people will be like, like, there's no such thing as bad you know, pizza. Yeah, bad, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you think that, you haven't had much of either. Like, I, I've had plenty of both, and they're, believe me, they're both real. Uh, so I'm going to be out on this. I'm out at the same time. Uh, I'm out on this. I can't no, do No, I'm, I'm okay with this. Well, I, I was. I'm transitioning a little bit. Oh. I've always been able to eat whatever I want. Freshman year of high school, 5'6", 125 pounds. Mm. Give me as much pizza as you possibly can. Now, yeah, I'm sorry. You were 5'6", five, five, six, 125, 125 pounds. pounds. That is was, how I big was. Yes, yeah. I, I was That's how big I was. I was. Ninth, ninth wow. Year. Yes, yes. Wow. I've grown. But now, transitioning out, haven't worked out since we started the show. I can't have pizza anytime. Like, I'm mm -hmm. trying to keep my figure. I want to continue to look okay. Like, I want my wife to desire me when I get back home. So, mm -hmm. pizza, pizza anytime. Can't yeah. pizza. I can tell you're really falling apart physically. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. No, you get it together, you McCordy. You put those coaching shorts on <laughs> yesterday. I was like, he could go play 100 snaps, <laughs> like, know, right now. This is Guys, ridiculous. Little, what do you little, got, little treat for you here. Let's bring out the pizza. Come we on, out pizza. Oh! Peter, don't do that to us. No, 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 no. stop. <laughs> That was no. it. Where are you? That was so You, you were so excited. That was so rude. So excited. Peter, that, that was the rudest that was thing you've ever know, done that, to that me. Pizza and Skittles? Would you have? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Skittles on the pizza. That is the, the dream meal. Oftentimes, <laughs> when I eat pizza or something that is salty, like pizza, I need, like, immediately a sweet. Skittles, star mm. No, not sweet. Like, a fruit. Specific. Yes, yeah, specifically, like, a fruit. <laughs> we're going to get to know Jamie so well. Yeah. I know. It is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of secrets about you. After I eat the barbecue, you want frozen yogurt or something, you know? Like, although Dessert. there's no bad time for Little Caesars. Let's be honest about that. It's time for the lead block. It's time for the lead block. 
NFL Network is everywhere. Let's please let's get out of this conversation as fast as possible. During training camp season, we're everywhere, including St. Joseph, Missouri, where the Chiefs are getting reps in ahead of week one of the preseason. They take on the Bears on Saturday at 1 p.m. live right here on NFL Network. And none other than one Patrick Mahomes swung by the inside training camp set to talk to James Palmer and Steve Mariucci. So let's take a listen. What was going on this offseason when it was, here's another player come to the AFC, come to the AFC West. Here's another player come to the AFC West. Here's another pass rusher to the AFC West. What was, what was your mindset as all these moves were happening with the other teams in your division? Yeah, I mean, it excites you, honestly. Uh, I mean, obviously, AFC West is going to be a great division, probably the best division in football. Yep. But for me, I feel like it's been a great division for the last six, seven years. You have to accept that challenge. You have to accept the challenge every single week. You have to play your best football. And I think it prepares you for the playoffs. And uh, I think if you play in the division that, like we do and you play against some of the best teams in the AFC, when you get to the playoffs, it'll be just another game. It won't be a step up in competition because you've been playing against it all year long. All right. After all those big additions to the AFC West, which has been a strong division, there's um, maybe some doubt about the Chiefs for the first time in in quite some time. So um, do we sense that there is a little bit more motivation with Patrick Mahomes this season? Oh, yeah. This is a guy that plays it cool and you hear that voice and you see that smile and you see how endearing he is to the NFL Network guys who are interviewing him and gals. And you're like, oh, he's such a sweet kid. He's got a mean streak, mm. and trust me, he's listening to all of this stuff. Mm. He's one of those guys who takes names, and he keeps a list, mm. and it's like mm. Santa Claus because at the end of the day, he's coming in December and January, mm. and he's going to be the one to win. Um, I go back a few years ago when the NFL Network, and our show, had the top 100 list, and he was voted number four in the NFL. Okay, number four. How did Mahomes answer? How did he respond? Take a look at this celebration afterwards when he scores a touchdown on this one and he's going to show you with his fingers how he, he feels. Remembers. One, he remembers. One, two, three, four? Question mark. Really? And everyone thought that was some weird thing. That was because he was voted fourth in the NFL 100. All right, and I've heard that from good sources, that that's what that response was. You're going to vote me fourth and Lamar one? You're going to vote me fourth? Mm-hmm. This guy is motivated, <laughs> and you better believe he's hearing that this offense is going to take. You better believe he heard that James Jones went on a podcast and said that the Chiefs are the fourth best team. And you better believe Patrick Mahomes is listening to people saying he can't get it done without Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes was probably involved in a lot of the discussions when Hill was on the way out, and there was an understanding that we can't pay this guy what he wants. We're coming to you. Are you? And they did replenish that wide receiver room with Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and, of course, Sky Moore, the rookie. I I think Mahomes might be in the MVP talk yet again, Mm -hmm. despite Mm -hmm. everyone kind of writing the Chiefs obituary for the 2022 season. Mm. Mm. I'm in. It's compelling, right? It's very compelling. You know, it's funny. I I think Rodgers is going to be MVP talk, too. I like it. You know what I'm saying? For the same reason. But sticking with Mahomes, I think we're in uncharted territory with Mahomes in the sense Mm -hmm. of the way the last season ended. Patrick Mahomes couldn't get it done last year. He he messed up at the end of the Bengals game a couple times, and we've never seen that. In the whole Mahomes journey, and this is going to be the end of the game against the Bengals, remember the first year he lost in the title game to the Patriots? He was a blistering force of nature in the second half and basically lost the game because they lost the coin toss, ironically. Then the other big loss he had was to Tom Brady again in the Super Bowl, in which he was heroic because he had no help. Anytime they've ended the season with a loss... It's not Mahomes' fault. He's always been like, I was incredible. He's like the NBA player who puts up 46 points and still loses. Not this time. This time he was missing the two free throws, making a big turnover. We have never seen him taste that bitter bite of like, 
damn, I had us, and I messed up. It wasn't a coin toss. It wasn't somebody on defense. Also, I think now Mahomes is now part of a whole class of young, brilliant AFC quarterbacks, whereas before, he was about the ball. When he came in, it's like, it's him, and it's Deshaun, who he would handle, and Lamar, who he would handle. Mm -hmm. Now we got Allen, and we got Herbert, and we got this whole collection of these superstars who are being looked at over him, who are saying that there's going to be the equal of him, who are going to pass him. That's just even his own division. So I think for the first time, bitter taste of defeat that was on him. And like, what about what about me? I'm, I'm Mahomes. Yeah, we're looking at some other guys now. Never tasted that before. And if he's wired like Peter says he is, like he's out to kill. Doesn't it do. feel like it's been the offseason of Josh Allen? Yes. Yeah. Josh Allen. Yes. And I don't know if you heard this, but Justin Herbert. Herbert's going to win every MVP for the rest of the year. Like, it's a lot of that. And it's not Mahomes. It's not. And, like, it is so stupidly unfair the way we judge Mahomes that he's, <laughs> he's won the MVP. He's been at two Super Bowls. He hosted a title game every year. And we're like, eh, maybe the bloom is off the rose a little bit. He's spectacular. But he couldn't get it done last year. No doubt about it. You just said it, too. We've talked about Josh Allen the entire offseason. We did. And they beat them yes. in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Josh Allen was terrific. Like, really great. But at the same time, in that game, it's so funny, man. 13 seconds left after Josh Allen just drove his team down and scored. Andy Reid's advice to Patrick Mahomes, when it's grim, mm-hmm. be the grim reaper. Yeah. Cool that's who he is, though. Oh, like, so in those moments, like we just said, yes, last year in Cincinnati, down the stretch, they, he didn't make the plays. The ball was in his hands. The last three plays, two incompletions, then an interceptions. But we've seen him with the ball in his hands in crucial moments in games, and he makes those plays. So the last thing he remembers is these last three plays in the playoffs where they fall short to make it to the Super Bowl, you damn right he's going to be motivated this year. Forget about the AFC West and everything that's been added. He was already motivated the moment he walked off this field and knew that he wasn't going back to a Super Bowl. He's been terrific since he was handed the job in Kansas City, and that's his standard. Mm-hmm. Like you just say, the way we judge him, we judge him that way because of what he's put on tape. Mm-hmm. That's his standard, and that's the excellence that he plays with. So, yes, he's going to be extremely motivated to show that, especially now without Tyreek Hill, that he can still get his team back to the big game. Hearing what Peter had to say makes me nervous about um, giving him any kind of Billboard material, (laughs) so I'm going to ease into this one. Um, It's tricky when you consider Patrick Mahomes' motivation because um, is he motivated to get to a Super Bowl? No. Is he motivated to win a Super Bowl? No. Be an MVP? No. He's done all of these things already, so... What is his it's motivation? Carrot, yeah. What is the carrot? It's, is it to solidify a legacy that he is already well on his way to cementing? That's where I think he needs to be right now. Peter, you made a great point. Like, I have a hard time reading Patrick Mahomes. He's such a cool customer. The game, some, the game comes so easily to him. And, and in, that, in that first year when he had 50 touchdowns, the fact that we've never seen that number before, what does that say about him and, and maybe the way he was relying a lot on his athleticism mm-hmm. and how easily the game came to him? Maybe he needs to get back to, I, I know it, it might be hard for someone who is as talented as he is, but the X's and O's, trusting an Eric Bieniemy, trusting an Andy Reid to show him the way in times where maybe he needs some guidance. He has an opportunity here to solidify himself, to separate himself once again from this conversation of those young quarterbacks because he was already head and shoulders above those yeah. guys before mm-hmm. this even began. They were down and out last year at one point. They were, they were on their backs. Remember, they lost to Buffalo in historic fashion in, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Cincinnati on the road. And I look back at some of those weird losses last year, and like there were there were doubters of Mahomes, and why can't the offense get going? The defense is carrying them. They barely scored against the Giants, and got very, like 
Then it all came together, and then they went on this run. They were the one seed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so, they're such a hard out. Like, they're so, like, they were not great last year. Mm-hmm. And they were the one seed. Like, they are such a, well, they were once the Titans lost. I'm saying they hosted the sure. AFC Championship yeah. game. But they were such a hard out, and they didn't even play their best last year. I think all of that, they're like impossible. He's impossible to slay. You need something like this, the Bengals have, which was a maybe once-in-a-lifetime performance by all those defensive players uh, and for Burrow to really lead them down. But the there were flashes. Like in that AFC Championship game, that play that you brought, a couple weeks, uh, brought up a couple weeks ago where he didn't stay with the read yeah, long enough, good, yeah. and he went out on the left side, yeah. and he should have just let the run happen in front of him. It's little moments like that where, you know, he – a Tom Brady studies years of his life he's given away to knowing when to make the right decision mm-hmm. and where to put the football. And it, it, is that experience? Like, Patrick Mahomes just needs to continue to grow on his experience to know, like, to watch how a game unfolds in front of him and to make the right <sighs> choice there? I think it's one of those things. When you're as talented as he is, that same play could happen nine more times. Yeah. And those nine times, he keeps the ball mm-hmm. and makes a terrific pass and they go on second down, they march the ball down the field, and they score, and we never talk about the first and ten play sure. where he maybe should have handed the ball off. Mm-hmm. These guys are Patrick Mahomes, the Brady's. These guys make such great decisions with the ball in their hands, and Mahomes is so great at the off-schedule play. So you'd never really want to question if we're keeping the ball in his hands, but when you don't make the play and we look at three straight plays where you don't make it, it comes down to, hey, when we win – it's all on you. When we lose, mm. it's all on you. The life of a quarterback in the I NFL. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. If, if, it's, if you're grim, be the grim reaper. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, Things are grim. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And the snap. Rodgers throws a right side, making the catch. Lazard diving, pylon, touchdown, and there it is. Now lost right side. Lazard adjusts, leaping right in the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. A sensational catch, Alan Lazard. Lofts left side, got a man wide open. Lazard slipped a defender to the end zone. Touchdown. 
Man, it's always good to talk to the guys that come into the league at the bottom and work their way to the top. And this next guy is in line to be Aaron Rodgers' yeah. new favorite target this season, coming off of his best year yet, but more is to come. Welcome to the show, Packers wide receiver, Alan Lazar. Let's go! Welcome. Hey. Let's go! Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Appreciate you coming, man. Joining the show. 2018, undrafted rookie. You enter the NFL now in your fifth season with the Green Bay Packers. Production has gone up every single season from where you started to where you are now. Man, how do you feel about the journey and what have you learned so far? Wow, it's just been an incredible journey, honestly. Um, Like you said, going undrafted in 2018 was not the route that I visualized growing up, you know, something I dreamed about hearing your name called um, on that stage by Roger Goodell and being selected by a team and then going there. You know, I think my route is a little bit different, but I'm so humble and I'm so blessed to have gone through the things that I've gone through because I've learned so much, not only just as an athlete and as a professional, but just as a, as a human and, and personally um, with my development off the field as well, which has helped me get to where I am today. It's incredible, and what a great answer. Um, Alan, we're going to take a, a unique uh, route here and ask you about replacing Devontae Adams. I don't know if you've heard that before. <laughs> if it's come up in camp, if anybody talks about it. Listen, fact is, your quarterback says there's going to be the same number of targets, yards, and touchdowns to go around this year, even without number 17. He said you're the guy who's going to step in that number one role. So I know you've been asked this a thousand times. You have this great story, undrafted. You work your butt off. You got in this position, and it's constantly about Devontae this, Devontae that. How confident are you that you're going to be able to sh- step in and shut everybody up about that? Extremely confident. You know, it's something I've been working for, working hard at for the past several years. You know, it's something, like I said, going into the draft is what eventually I wanted to um, work myself into that number one role. Now there's been games where we've missed Devontae, we've missed other guys, or Devontae's gotten more coverage where my targets um, have gone up in a sense. And so it's, it's not like an unfamiliar role for me, you know, especially being at Iowa State um, in high school of being the main guy and everything. It's just I'm doing it on a different level now. So I'm very excited for the opportunity. And I don't think you'd ask for a better quarterback to do it with. Awesome. It's, it's, you're saying the right things, and we know that you, you walk the walk as well. Uh, we've been on the show all summer long, and for 10 days we've been covering all the teams. And there's one name that keeps on coming up here, and it's a rookie fourth-round pick named Romeo Dobbs. Let's go. Uh, is the myth real? Like, what are you seeing from this kid? Because right now it feels like we're here in New York City. We're looking at a satellite, and, and, it's, and, and there's some wonderful thing happening that's far from our grasp. What is the real deal with this kid, Romeo Dobbs? And is he having it the summer that everyone is saying he is up there in Green Bay? Yeah, I think uh, Romeo's extremely talented. Um, You're able to see his potential um, being very high. He's made fantastic plays all throughout camp. Honestly, every single day he's kind of had a wild moment um, from all of us. Um, But I think the most impressive thing about Romeo is just like his work ethic and his tenacity every single day. When he does have a mistake, which is very seldom and very so often, um, you can see how much it upsets him. That's something that... um, 
that I took from like Devante and other greats around here in this building of just like on that standard of perfection in a sense, even though we know that's not possible and it's not true to be perfect. You know, we're aiming for that because that's the Green Bay standard and that's just how we carry ourselves in our room. So um, Romeo, as well as the other younger guys, you know, I think they've been coming along uh, very well throughout camp and continue to keep on growing. You know, we have this first preseason game coming Friday and we'll be excited to see them in, in live action. Absolutely. Um, Alan, we're on this show 15 hours a week. We're talking football up and down, left and right, trying to find new angles. We're constantly talking about your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, um, we'd like to pretend like we know what this is like. But what is it like to play for a Hall of Famer, play with a Hall of I mean, be. It's got to be make you happy to wake up every day and be like, that's the guy I'm catching footballs from. It's, I, I know it would make me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being able to work with him. Um, just his intelligence, his his knowledge of the game, of just being able to put you in the right position. It takes so much pressure off of, of me personally, just knowing that if I just do whatever he says, more than likely I'll be wide open <laughs> and the ball's going to be where it needs to be. So if I just run my route, the ball will be there and I just got to make the catch. Um, but he, he, he challenges everyone. He holds himself to an extremely high standard. That's why he's a four-time, two-time back-to-back. Well, not two-time, but back-to-back MVP winner the past few seasons is because of how much he demands out of himself. And he doesn't let that um, that demand or that standard slip for anyone else. And I think he's just able to bring out the best of every single one on the field and this entire organization. And be able to play with them is, is definitely a privilege and, and um, makes it for a challenge sometimes, but we all, we all appreciate the challenge. And um, I think that's the reason why we're able to have a lot of success. Alan, uh, if you've watched our show, you know we've mentioned this before. Um, you're one of the best blocking wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's mentioned a lot, and it might not make fantasy football headlines, and it doesn't always get Twitter ablaze. Talk about your blocking prowess and why you as a wide receiver take so much pride in the fact that you're known around the league as that dude. Oh, well, and it kind of goes back to me being undrafted, you know. I saw it as an opportunity to make myself valuable to this team. Um, with the Coach LaFleur's offense and everything, we run the ball very heavy inside the box and everything. And I knew that as a wide receiver, blocking the safety and be able to make that block could spring those explosive plays, which could turn a four, six-yard run into a 20, 30-yard run or potentially a touchdown. So I saw the, the, the value that I could bring to the receiver room, to the team. And, you know, I just as a competitor, I just want to win. And so I, I, when I early on in my career, I, I kind of set out as that being my goal to be able to distinguish myself um, as the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL and to continue that path and to continue growing um, from there on. Now, obviously, being in, in the number one receiver role, you know, I probably won't be blocking as much, but that won't mean my production will lack. You know, it just means I'll get more targets in that sense and be able to produce as well and just have an overall solid game. Yeah, for sure. As a corner, you always hated the big body receivers coming, pushing you on a run play when you want to kind of get a breather. But, man, Jair Alexander is a guy I love to watch play. The feistiness, the attitude in which he plays with. And you're an extremely confident receiver. You don't mind talking and doing those things, too. What are you guys training camp battles like? The one-on-ones, the seven-on-sevens, the team drills. What is it like when you two are going head-to-head? It's always intense. You know, we just had a discussion, like, the other day. Um, 
he had kind of threw me to the ground trying to strip the ball and stuff. I'm like, hey, man, you got to keep me up. He's like, hey, you know, whenever we go against each other, it's a live rep every single time. I think it's just a, a testament to him and um, how he goes about practice and the reason why he's been able to have such success over the past few years. To me, he's, he's undoubtedly one of the best corners in the, in, the, in the league. You can just look at his production and everything. If he doesn't get hurt last year, his numbers would have been through the roof. Um, but Jair is an extremely talented um, player, a great person, and you know I think he demands the best out of me every single day, and I know that he's only making me better. You gave an incredible interview, man. These are incredible answers. Thank you so much for all the <laughs> generosity here, but we have to um, ask one more question. When you were two years old, Alan, Hollywood released a major motion picture called Con Air, and uh, in the year 2022, it spiked in popularity out of nowhere, and everyone was watching it, and it's because of this. This is the QB1 showing up to training camp dressed as head-to-toe as Nicolas Cage in the role of Cameron Poe in Con Air. We ask you about this because he was sitting down with a couple of uh, colleagues of ours and saying that you actually played a pivotal role in assembling the outfit. Can you tell us the story of it, please, and how this came to be? Yeah, um, so I was going to go over it. It was like the night before camp officially started, like we had our conditioning test. Um, I just hit him up. Just wanted, I knew he got back to town. I was back in town. I just wanted to meet up with him, hang out, um, catch up and everything. And before I came over, he was like, hey, do you have um, any beater tank tops? And I was like, no, but I'm actually been meaning to go grab some. So if you want me to grab some, I can. And so he's like, uh, yes, if, if, if you're going already, please. But if not, then, then don't worry about it. And I was like, I'll just go ahead and grab it just to make sure that <laughs> for whatever reason that he that he that he has a, a beater tank top. Um, little did I know it was for Con Air and Nicolas Cage and nor have I even seen the movie. Um, but I think he pulls off the outfit very well. <laughs> but, but Alan, why did you need some beater tank tops? Is that like yeah, a normal style yeah. for you? Is that what you wear? Is that what you rock? Why do you assume you had them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why he assumed I had them, honestly. Um, that's his air. But um, yeah, I mean, I like to wear them every once in a while around the house. Just, you know, moving around. Summertime, it's humid here in Green Bay. Just you know, sometimes a, <laughs> yeah, a t-shirt's look, just a little bit absolutely. too much. Incredible. That's a loop. I was legitimately shifted to the edge of my seat as you told the rest of that story. I, the behind the scenes is exactly what we needed on Good Morning Football. Alan Lazard, thank you so much. You're the best. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.